Flyover Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From his undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. NRA spokeswoman Dana Loesch defending the gun lobbying group. We will not be gaslighted into thinking that we're responsible for a tragedy that we had nothing to do with. And this baseless claim that many in what she calls the legacy media actually love mass shootings. You guys love it. Now, I'm not saying that you love the tragedy, but I am saying that you love the ratings. Crying white mothers are ratings gold to you. The NRA advocating for more firearms inside of schools. They all must come together to implement the very best strategy to harden their schools, including effective trained armed security. Jim Gard, who helped protect his students in last week's deadly shooting in Parkland, says guns in schools is not the solution. That would just be way over the top. This, this is not, you know, Stoneman Prison. This is, this is a high school. All right, the nation's two largest teachers unions have come out publicly against the idea of arming teachers. The president of the American Federation of Teachers, Randy Weingarten, said in a statement, no amount of training can prepare an armed teacher to go up against an AR-15. Michael. And what was the reaction in the room after making those speeches? You know, it was a quiet reaction first with the, the executive director, Wayne LaPierre, but by the end, the crowd was cheering him, and he got a lot of applause. And that other woman, the spokesperson, who had some very, very powerful statements, she also got a lot of applause as well. Powerful right. statements, but wrong statements. We do not do this for ratings. That was a baseless claim. Baseless. You're saying that, though, it's malicious. It but is. You, you're saying that it's malicious, but yet on your network, you've allowed accusations against me and millions of law-abiding Americans as, and to be indicted as child murderers. I've watched you, Allison, on your said program that, at this very time slot. We've and you've never you've allowed said that, that you were to stand uncorrected on your Listen, network. You've, you've allowed used it to all stand uncorrected on your network. That's if not you true, have a discussion Dana. of maliciousness. It's not true. But I don't want to get we've here, Allison, never though, called to go back you a and child murderer. It is true. We have your to be fact-based. No, you've allowed the accusations to stand, Allison. Please follow what I'm saying. You've allowed I don't the believe you. To stand. I don't You've believe you. And I, I don't You've believe you. Nothing to but correct listen, that. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 26th of February, year of our Lord 2018, and that's our intro. This entire podcast, we'll have tweets, we'll have hate, we'll have hypocrisy, we'll have stats. It'll be all guns. I'm hoping today the kids went back to school, and maybe CNN will stop this craziness. But you heard this intro, that was Friday's interview, and I, I just want to make sure you understand, here is a soundbite proving once again, once again, CNN's lying. Yet on your network, you've allowed accusations against me and millions of law-abiding Americans as, and to be indicted as child murderers. I've watched you, Allison, We've on never your said program that, Dana. at this very time slot. We've and you've, never you've allowed said that, that you to were stand child uncorrected murderer. on your Listen, network. You've, you've allowed it to stand uncorrected on your language. network. That's if not you true, have a discussion Dana. of maliciousness. It's not true. But I just, if you can't get elected without taking money from child murderers, why are you running? Hey, guys, are you going to... Be able to go back to school? It's not true. But I don't want, it's not true. But I don't want, it's not true. But I don't want, I've watched you, Allison. Further proof. They lie. It continues. Here's another story. Monday, New Day, Parkland shooting survivor David Hogg used a term to refer to the NRA and Cameron let it pass. 
Alongside Hogg, fellow Stoneman Douglas student Emma Gonzalez calling the NRA to disband. But Camarada cautioned the NRA gives millions of dollars to politicians. They have a very powerful tool, so how do you expect politicians who need money to keep running for office and no to the, say no to the NRA? Because we keep telling them that if they accept this blood money, they are against children. They are against the people who are dying. There's no other way to put it at this point. You're either funding the killers or you're standing with the children. They promoted this interview on his website. Caleb Howe. Media, you long ago gave up your right to be offended by Dana saying anything like you love mass killings. You never complain when Democrats say that about our Republican voters and politicians every single day. Spare me your fake outrage, Allison Camerata. Narrator. She has solutions. They're just not the ones Allison Camerata wants. This very morning, they once again demeaned her. Before we're done, Cuomo from the same show demeans her. It's what they're doing. They don't have any points. Here's some more of Dana Loesch defending herself. Uh, Dana Lash has been getting grief for saying that uh, she heard, you know, burn her as she was uh, uh, exiting this event last night. Said if it weren't for the fact that she had security there, she doesn't know what would have happened. I want you to check out because you've had people all day today say, oh, that didn't happen. That, that, that was impossible. I want you to check out a, uh, a clip here. This is from Dana Lash's radio show just a short time ago. Uh, Dana talking with an individual who was there in the audience last night about what they heard. Take a look and a listen. Before we get going, I, and I'm so sorry that I didn't see you as we were, as I was getting off the stage because it was pretty crazy. And I know there were a lot of people saying stuff. Somebody told me that somebody said burn her. Um, and I heard yeah, something to that yeah. effect when I was stepping on. What did you hear? Horrible language. I mean, I really don't know if I can really say it on here, but, um, you know, there were people saying, burn her and shame on you and then there were a lot of curse words and different names that i don't know if i can really say on here but um yeah we probably we probably shouldn't do that <laughs> probably shouldn't do that one i um i you know i i i applaud your your level-headedness in the face of awfulness and what you experienced um i mean my you're just um a couple of years older than my oldest son and it is, I, I hate with so, just so much that you guys had to endure this. And I am just, I am just so proud of how, you know, you, you're coming through this and so many of you are coming through this. And I want to make sure that you're heard. I want to make sure that people like Colton Haber also heard because I, I feel like, um, you guys aren't having your voices put out there as much as uh, either. And I want to, I want to, if, if that's something that you feel comfortable doing and your parents feel comfortable with you, you doing, I am a resource for you. Um, do not hesitate. We're going to stay in touch to reach out. Jalen, God bless you. God bless you. God thank love you. And, and I want to say thank you for being a, a sweet, calm face when it was hard for everybody last night. You're welcome. Thank you for going out there because people want to take this whole thing way too far. And I don't want to exaggerate, but they're basically trying to, you know, repeal the second amendment and that's something that at the end of the day once that's gone people are going to continue blaming cops for things that happen you know and i don't want it to get to that point then people just entirely lose trust in everything and then at that point it's unsafe for everyone and i don't want to see that at all exactly that's a great point jalen martin 
from uh, Parkland, Florida. God bless you, Jalen. Um, thank you so much for calling in, for reaching out to us, and for sharing your perspective on this. Um, and, again, we'll stay in touch and do not hesitate if you need us. Jalen, God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Again, that was Dana Lash talking with Jalen Martin, a student there in Parkland, Florida, who uh, was also at the CNN Town Hall event last night. said, yeah, I, I, I heard stuff I can't even repeat, uh, stuff that uh, you, know, you can't say on the airwaves beyond burn her. What is happening to her or anybody that disagrees with CNN? They're being shouted down. I'll relay what I witnessed this morning with Cuomo and a sitting senator. This was all done with purpose. Jake Tapper interviewed by Variety. Normally a debate or town hall would be quick to say to someone that was rude or we're going to try to keep it civil here. Let's not have personal attacks, Tapper sold Variety. But in this situation, who am I going to tell someone that just lost a daughter or a friend? Don't talk that way. I would have liked to ask a number of participants about the investigation of the shooter. I could think of a million questions of the three members of Congress who attended, but any time I might have done that, there would have been somebody in the audience who didn't get in to speak, so I let them do it. It only captured 2.9 million people watched it. They still didn't get a huge audience. They're acting like there is. The rest of the article is, well, we have to justify it, these poor people. These, these poor people, they can, they can say whatever they want. And we'll say it, too, on our personal Twitter accounts, because we're fucking hacks. Stephen Miller sums it up. Follow the bouncing ball. Dana Loesch is disgusting for attacking a sheriff over his failures, which I also admit and agree with her, that he made mistakes and should be looking into, but I actually don't want to say anything because I'm just a student. We're going to hear that soundbite, too. They gave him a pass. He's a Democrat. Bethany S. Mandel, huge tweet screed. The sheriff's a grade A prick, by the way. He showbotted on a stage, made Dana Loach the bad guy after his deputy ignored warning after warning and then waited until they had the town hall to release info that his own armed, armed deputy listened to children get slaughtered outside. Legal gun owners represented by Loach were vilified on that stage when a man's most responsible after the shooter had the audience audacity to lecture us on our culpability. How about you do your job instead of trying to make gun, take guns away from law-abiding Americans? Gun owners were asked this week to forfeit rights by law enforcement who didn't keep children safe. If you're not going to prevent or stop a shooter, someone has to. In a sane world, it shouldn't have been the sheriff getting yelled at by those students and parents. He should have needed an armed escort off the stage, not Loesch. Instead, inexplicably, he was cheered. And where the hell was CNN when that was happening? Was there anybody there willing to provide a reality check on law enforcement role in this massacre? Then an agenda put the target on Dana Loesch back, and they let the sheriff shift his own culpability on her. Facts first. Except this week, and also whenever they involve guns. Weird how Trump keeps dipping in that anti-CNN well and continuing to find gallons of water there. This week filled it like a monsoon. But here's just one more Chris Cuomo. No, look, I like that point, actually, because, you know, we are spending time doing what we should, which is calling out people who are attacking these kids. And there is a lot of BS going on to try to take the momentum out of these kids' um, efforts. And it's not just about them, right? Ninety-seven percent of people polled said they want something done to make this different. I've never even heard of a number that high on a policy level. Um, and this is on background checks, right? That's an important question. It's not on gun control. It's not on an assault weapons ban. It's on background checks. But his point is right. 
The NRA does kill you with money. There's no question about it. But they don't lead the league in donations. They lead the league in getting people out to be able to go to politicians and say, John, you do what you feel you need to do, but I promise you I will beat you in your next primary if you don't vote the way I want. If people who care about this vote on it, that will change things faster than anything else. And I want to ask you, is that a journalist or an activist? And if this is the case, if this is really true, why wouldn't this network be talking about Planned Parenthood who blocked what 64% of America wants? A ban on abortions after 20 weeks. Why? Well, these things have such huge, the NRA has such huge presence. Why are there 20,000 gun laws in this country? When he wasn't there, he was here. Attacking this person does nothing to change laws and really playing the NRA game. If Dems want to make this a matter of principle, decide what you want to change, refute. Do anything else until it or something acceptable close there too happens. Stand firm or sit down. That's a journalist telling the Democrats what to do. Take guns. Do nothing. And when CNN wasn't pushing like this with Chris Cuomo, here is, this, this is good, Van Jones. You can always rely on Van Jones to make it about black people. Book in a long okay. time. The SRO had a gun and didn't use it. And to add more guns in an environment, we keep saying that, oh, well, you know, this the problem is mental issues, the problem is this, the problem is that. In every single study, the only difference, the only reason that this happens is because we have so many guns in this country, too much access to guns. Every single country, other than the United States, does not have this problem. And the only reason, and we should be honest about it, is that we have too much access to guns. Not that guns need to be confiscated or we need to get rid of them, but it's too much access to guns. If this person did not have an access to a gun, then this would not have happened. Bottom line. Um, I, I, in know. Washington, D.C., you have some of the most restrictive gun laws in America, and it's certainly a, a land of peace and harmony. All the people doing the killing are illegally obtaining the guns. The notion that that isn't well, going to happen that's isn't part of the problem then. And you brush aside the idea that other responsible people who've shown a commitment to no, these I think children that people who might have be guns, willing to undertake that Most of the people who have guns are responsible and use them responsibly. That is not the issue. And you're conflating two different issues. That, that's not the issue. But you don't, do you need a, a, a military-grade weapon on the streets of the United States, anyone who is not a police officer or who is who is trained or licensed to use it, no, we don't need that. Why do we need to have that silly argument and pretend that we're that it's other than our access to guns? Yeah, well, if it's a silly argument, then it's not an argument point. at all. Yeah, go um, on, Ben. So uh, Ken makes a good point in talking about. Listen, let's have an open mind and let's have a full conversation and. I am actually glad that an we, open mind, though, Van, doesn't mean being stupid. Come on, let's well, let's be well, honest. I'm just trying to I'm trying to go somewhere though. It, yeah. So, so <laughs> let, let, but let let me try to let, let me try to lay out for you know what I think the concern is with the idea that we be adding guns to that environment. You know, Ken, you're pointing out the positives. The positive are maybe somebody would use that gun well sure. and stop a, 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 a an intruder. There are some real negatives as well. You know, African-American and Latino kids already get treated fairly badly in schools as it is. They're more likely to be seen as a threat. They're more likely to be expelled, more likely to be suspended for the exact same behavior. Videotaped the exact same behavior. This kid is a threat. This kid is a class clown if they're, if they're white. 
And so there is a concern that I think parents have, and you've heard now African-American educators coming out saying, if you start just passing out guns in schools as they are, given some of the bias that's there, you might wind up having you know, uh, those guns used against students in ways that are not good. So I, just thought, I, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but this does, there, the downsides of this compared to maybe you know, some of the other ideas that are out there, I would rather explore those other ideas first. That, that just, that, wow. Wow. Seriously. They'll shoot minority children. Wait a minute, only white people do mass shootings. Isn't that your other line? But CNN wasn't content just going normal. I had a soundbite to talk about Joey Behar. I'm going to admit it because we have a lot of soundbites today. But before we go to fire and effect, I want you to hear this. This is how far CNN will go to pull your guns. Even though you've done nothing wrong, even though your gun's secure, even though your gun's never done anything wrong, even though only 1.7% of all shootings are with an AR, even though pistols and punching people in the face are more than an AR, you know, it doesn't matter. They had the stones to pressure the Pentagon, the people who were supposed to carry, I air quote, weapons of war. Yeah, they asked them tough questions about Gun control. You know you're liberal when you want to take the ARs away from the military. Barbara. Can I come back to two things that were different subjects that were just brought up? And and the first one is on the gun issue. And quite seriously, given the fact that three of the young victims in Florida were members of the junior ROTC, given the fact that young people in America, of course, are the prime... Uh, um, group in America that would be recruited into the U.S. military. Uh, and it, you're not the first. The Pentagon has always stayed out of the civilian gun debate. But given the emotion in the country, the president's involvement in it, the fact that three junior ROTC young people were, were victims, can the Pentagon, re and it does involve recruiting young people into the military, can the Pentagon really continue to stay out of the gun debate in this country uh, realistically? Our mission is to defend this nation and all American citizens. Um, I think that we have to remember that the tragic events um, in Florida um, and gun control, those are issues for political leaders. Those are issues for local governments. Those are issues for our Congress and for our president. Um, and it's really their responsibility to determine how we move forward with respect to all of those issues. Again, and I do want to come back to the foreign fighter thing in one second. Again, um, there is a sense that this is a subject right now that has grabbed the national conversation. I'm not sure anybody would dispute that. And young people who might want to be recruited, people might want to consider the military, certainly are watching this. We have seen junior ROTC people in this situation. No one is suggesting that the Pentagon would have the solutions, but do you stay out of the national conversation given the fact that the U.S. military most certainly involves the young people of this country? We're proud, 
we are very proud of the young people of this country, and we're very proud of those who are competing for us on Team USA. We have to defend the country. Our mission is that. Secretary has three priorities. I think the conversation happens around our dinner tables. It happens among our civic leaders. Um, but it is a political issue, and that's something that our political leaders have to um, be responsible for and ensure that we do have that conversation. Do this with a soundbite, but today I want to preface. I want you to listen, all right? Listen to what you're about to hear, because once again, I'm trying to set a table of what's going on, the agenda, the bias, and the outright lack of knowledge about weapons. You're going to hear CNN and MSDNC pushing already debunked liberal polls. Gray's Anatomy racist. He's a full fledged racist. He went on the View. And he shows he's still a fucking racist. Chris Hayes showing the media ignorance on weapons. Everything. All weapons are assault weapons, he's saying. Univision being touted for bashing Rubio. Van Jones. I, I already had two. This one's better. Kids see the a, the NRA as the KKK. Yeah. Yeah. That's because you call him that, Van Jones. And here's the next number, and this is a big one, 97%, look at that, 97% support universal background checks. How much of a, what do we want to call it, a predictam <laughs> predicament, an interesting spot, does this put Republicans? I think that it speaks to exactly what we've been saying. The number, 97%. Huge. Huge. Where are those other 3%? I mean, it, it's, it's common sense. And yet we have seen this time and time again. How does the NRA, NRA get away with it? How do they have so much power in this debate? When you look at these incredible numbers, uh, recent Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac poll saying that 97% uh, of, of all Americans support background checks for gun buyers, a majority support an assault weapons ban. Are they really that much more powerful than the voters? Well, they're not, but they are organized, they are mobilized, and they have both money and political savvy. And so when these issues come before Congress, they are ready to put the pressure on members so they stay away from restrictions in a way that the general public is not. They can be countered, uh, but it's going to take a lot of organization. They have the president on their side, and that's going to rattle the cages. Of and the, the American public, no, something like 97 percent of people support but expanded now, background. Now, here's your problem, Saliza, and this is where this situation always gets sticky, and it's just too bad because you've got to take the momentum where you find it. So they go down the road of background checks. Mm -hmm. All right. What do the 97 percent want? They want all sales covered by background checks. It's just common sense. 
There is a new poll out, and what's so clear about it is that Americans want background checks for all gun buyers. You have 97% overall, nearly unanimous across party lines here. 97% uh, of Republicans, 99% of Democrats, 98% of Independents. Then the president tweets yesterday, whether we are Republican or Democrat, we must now focus on strengthening background checks. And yet, you know, we've covered this so often, exactly. and the idea of, I think of the gun show loophole in so many states where if, you know, you or some Selling a weapon, and I want to buy the weapon. You can sell that to me. There is no background check. I unfortunately think it's not as though the issue has been that there's not a vast, vast super majority of people who want to strengthen background checks. The question is whether or not the the smaller minority, which is getting smaller, of people who are worried about further restrictions on person-to-person -person sales, as you were talking about, or gun show, the gun show loophole or others, are going to take a step back and not be as vocal. Because the problem has been that they are much more vocal, maybe not as passionate, but they much vote, more vocal, right? they vote. and they're single-issue voters. Yeah. So, so listen, 97% uh, of Americans support background checks, if we can mm. uh, put that up. Um, so, I mean, that seems like that's, you know, a no-brainer there, right? I mean, 97% believe in that. Right. And 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 the the universal background checks, 97% of Americans support it. Congress can be held hostage by the 3% by the NRA. Let's take that. Let's let's try to see if we can make that gain. A recent episode really felt like it was ripped from the headlines because it was a, it was about a young black boy who had been shot by a white police officer, right? That's right. I'm curious what the conversation is off stage when you do something like when you have an episode like that. We talked a lot about that. A, a terrific writer is also a, a doctor, Zoan Clack, wrote that episode, mm. and we worked very closely together on the content, on the material, on the outcome, on the relationship between uh, the uh, the law enforcement officers and the family. Um, and there are unfortunately so many real-life examples for us to pick from and try to be able to, mm -hmm. most important is to be effective in the storytelling, not to be right, not to preach to, for one, to one side of the audience, but to do something that's realistic and impactful and can allow for some humanity to creep in, particularly around young black bodies, young black boys. Um, that you know we are often always projected to be older than we are tamir rice was 12 years old but reported as a 20 year old wow. um mm -hmm. and while while adults while adult white men are infantilized and made small and young and soft and they yeah, need yeah, help yeah. and they're just a lone wolf and you know this thing it's mm -hmm. very it's always convenient um for for the oppressor class so it's something that uh we 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 paid a lot of attention to yeah. and and um and tried to be as uh, as productive and honest as possible That's in the great. process that was a great look episode. at me and tell me guns were the factor in the the hunting of our kids in this school this week and look at me and tell me you accept it and you will work with us to do something about guns you just told this group of people that you are standing up for them you're not standing up for them until you say i want less it's not the loopholes, it's the problem that once you start looking at how easy it is to get around it, you would literally have to ban every semi-automatic rifle that's sold in America. Following up on that unexpected applause line, Senator Rubio tweeted later that banning all semi-automatic weapons may have been popular with the town hall audience, but it is a position well outside the mainstream. Polling does not support that claim. Two-thirds of the public, 67%, support a nationwide ban on the sale of assault weapons, according to the newest Quinnipiac poll.
tú estabas ahí y de eso yo te quiero preguntar, ¿cuál era la cara de, de, de Marco Rubio? Mira, su actitud no, no me pareció que era nada empática, tenía las manos en los bolsillos, de hecho en, en un momento cuando el padre de Jamie Gutenberg le habló, él ni siquiera le dio el pésame, de verdad que se vio muy fría su, su actitud y también muy politiquera. I think that the NRA, uh, despite your you know, kind words about them, has played a net destructive role for people who are trying to solve this problem. There is a sense of fear and terror among people who are in elective office that if they even entertain certain notions that the NRA is going to drop a ton of bricks on them. And so we haven't had the kind of innovation, experimentation, trying of things. I don't know if any of the things that are being proposed would make any difference at all yet, but we should know more than we know right now because we should have been able to try things and we haven't been able to. So now what's happening is you have a whole generation of young people who essentially see the NRA as their enemy. To them, the NRA is like the KKK. It's just some hostile force that is against them that's risking their lives. And you have young people who are now, they're not fighting for their future. When I was a kid, my big problems were bullies and homework. Those are my big problems. I'm still traumatized by both. <laughs> But these kids, they're not fighting for their future. They're fighting for their right to survive, to have a future. They're fighting for their right to stay alive. And they do not see the NRA as a friend in that fight. I want to play just a little bit more. From to once again further the point how invested the media is on repealing, abolishing, gun-grabbing, MSDNC. Put it in their ad. These are television and Twitter savvy warriors, these student activists fighting for common sense gun reforms. I think Donald Trump and the NRA have met their match. Am I watching too much TV? A lot of these members of Congress have fired an AR-15 and they've heard the loud sound of that weapon, but most of them haven't been on the receiving end of that sound like these kids have. I think it's a much larger question that's being put to the country through the voices of these kids. What type of country do we want to live in? When they weren't on their air taking and embracing these kids that are brainwashed. I mean, to show how bad this area is, Laura Loomer, have you noticed how Broward Sheriff's Office has been spewing Democratic gun talking points? Well, it turns out the sheriff has some interesting friends. How convenient for them that he's getting so much media attention. There are pictures with Hillary, Biden, Obama. He's a big Democrat player. Makes sense why... Chris Saliza, what happened at Parkland is proof that a good guy with a gun doesn't always stop a bad guy with a gun. Somebody said, your values are pretty fucked up to call a guy with his shirked his duty and hid from danger the good guy. But they're all in to defend him. You'll see in a bit when we just focus like a laser in our hypocrisy and hate section on these kids. We have 39 phone calls, the FBI, they even kept the EMTs out in a different goddamn town, had to come in and clear the scene. But this fucking sheriff's a saint. Oh, because he's a Democrat, got it. CNN, President Trump describes someone who would shoot up a school as a savage sicko. NRA spokesman Dana Loesch called the Florida government an insane monster, nuts and crazy. This kind of language about mental health could be harmful, experts say. The expert is a liberal. They, they argue down to, oh, don't call them terrible names. Don't offend people with mental health. You, you, during Obama media, 
and you guys embraced it. They called returning vets terrorists. We need to be on watch lists because we all got PTSD. Crazy as fucking fuck. Just labeled a whole group, you know, 3%, 0.3% of the country fought in these wars. Well, everybody else sat around and bitched about how things were so rough and they couldn't get goddamn better Wi-Fi. Yeah, you called them that. Then we have second people accusing of direct narrative of the gun town hall. There's pictures online. If you actually zoom in on those pictures of these kids holding questions, it's from CNN under a Gmail account so they can't trace it to CNN. And it says your question. A father of a survivor last week, school park shooting, said Thursday night CNN producer insinuated to him that the network was looking for people to interview that would espouse a certain narrative. The producer insinuated to me they were looking for people to espouse a certain narrative, which was taking the tragedy and turning it into a policy debate, and I read that as being a gun control debate. There's not four people doing that. They show more pictures. Reddit newser 324JL noticed something fishy about the crumpled piece of paper Emma Gonzalez, the gay heroine with the shaved head, was reading her question off and asked, who writes their names on their own question? Another article. Not all students back gun control. Young conservatives say, as Justin Vaughn, Maryland High School support for curbing gun run deep, and I'm on the wrong side, the 70-year-old said. So it came as a lead for Vaughn to mingle with the like-minded conservative students across the country in this week's conservative political action conference. This is like the only place I've been, seen where kids are on my side. At his high school, he said, pro-Second Amendment views are received as I'm supporting killers when I'm really supporting people who protect the Constitution. They go in to outline kids from this fucking school who are not authorized to be interviewed. But to show how much they've blown it, how the media has just jumped the shark, the Washington Free Beacon put this together. Listen to this, and I want you to seriously ask yourself, is this a debate are we talking about the best options? I mean, you already know the answer. They dogged everything Trump came up with. They dog everything. They, they just want turn in your fucking guns. But listen to this and ask, is this in, you know, I want to break it down. We're talking about the Second Amendment written in by our forefathers to go against a tyrannical government. Since November 9th, 2016, we've been told we have a tyrannical government, a dictator. We have a media that loves North Korea propaganda ministers. But now, they're saying the most important thing we can do is get rid of the second, and they have every right to do it under the first. But within the first is a freedom of press to report on the tyrannical government, which they do every time a Republican becomes president. But does this sound like freedom of speech, or does it sound, once again, what it is, in my opinion, agenda-driven propaganda. Was the blood of my classmates and my teachers worth your blood money? Uh, let's let's move on to the, to the next question. Um... Excuse me? I'm a student. I should have. I, know, I understand that, but your question, I thought you were going to ask Senator Nelson a question. Your, your question sounds like you wanted to ask Dana Lash a question in the next segment, and I'm happy to do that if you want. Kids 
or guns? What do you value more? Never done Stop that going back to your talking point, sir. On any Stop. Issue. Sir. On. Sir. Why is the Glock federally regulated and a semi-automatic weapon, which we've seen in these circumstances? I'm sorry I'm getting angry about this. Who will be these domestic terrorists enablers? What are they afraid of? Marco Rubio, he's had a lot of nonsense uh, that's come out in the week since the shootings. And the state of Florida better get with it and pass this assault. So, um, uh, I hear you, and absolutely Connecticut can be a role model for what they did after Newtown. To them, the NRA is like the KKK. It's just some hostile force. And he is the one that tried to get this assault rifle ban bill put up for a vote. Thanks for your effort. What happened? This uh, line that guns are essential to American liberties, hard one to stomach when so many thousands of people are dying every year for this, uh, for this uh, so-called uh, 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 liberty. I agree with you, a so-called uh, uh, right. Since the shooting, the president has barely uttered the word gun Guns. or guns yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, and much less gun control. We haven't heard that. Ken makes a good point in talking about, listen, let's have an open mind and let's have a, a full conversation. And I am actually glad that... An open mind, though, Van, doesn't mean being stupid. Come on, let's, well, let's be well, honest. Marco Rubio. You don't have to step up and be a man. Step up and be a human. There's a kind of toxic masculinity at the heart of this gun, this gun culture, rooted in a myth about who we take ourselves to be. American rugged individualism. The government is not going to protect you. We can protect ourselves. You must be some kind of lousy loser hunter if you need an AR-15. But I strongly suspect that I am counted in the secret records of the NRA as a member. But there's so many different tracks to this because you have to get the guns that are out there back in. And there are, you know, millions. And, you can do, and they work. I will say you can do buyback programs. None would come on this morning. You would, but you're on the right side of this argument. Since I have a total fucking axe to grind with Chris Cuomo, I'm going to address the last one. The rest kind of speak for themselves, if we want to be honest. I mean, it's just obvious what they want to do. Uh, folks, every interview he's done with a conservative ends with this phrase. You came on and you were tested. You came on and you were tested. He doesn't do it to Democrats. He does it to Republicans. You were tested. That test is a liberal litmus test on guns. During an exchange I had, I didn't catch the guy because I was at work and it was playing in the background. My bad. I put it on. I don't know why I put it on. But I just wanted to see how stupid they were going to be today because I watched it Friday. And on New Day, the, sen the senator representative, he's he was introduced like this. He has an A rating with the NRA. An A rating with the NRA. The inference was a scarlet letter. I never hear anybody say they have an A rating with Planned Parenthood. They are down with killing them babies. In fact, on the weekend, she volunteers to kill more babies. Nobody, nobody does that, but okay. By the end, where the conversation goes back and forth about gun control, and he said, I would pass this if it actually did work, and Chris Cuomo used a liberal talking point that, well, you know, that, that's kind of a tired excuse. We need to get things done. We have to do something now. It must happen. We need to save the children. You don't want to save the children. These rules need to do it. And this senator or representative just kept going back and saying the fact that there's all these rules and 
Chris Cuomo went on tangents about private gun sale background checks. He went on the gun show loophole, which is a fucking lie. Because if you buy something at a gun show from a rep, any kind of dealer, you still gotta do a background check. It's private sales or what, what you have a point on. This senator kept saying over and over, you can't enforce it. We have 20,000 laws. But you can't enforce it. And it struck me. This was legislative virtue signaling. That's all they want. They want to be able to go to 2018 midterms and say they passed something. Whether that something stops anything, it doesn't really matter. It's to say we did something. We care about the kids. The NRA doesn't. We care about the kids. The Republicans don't. And how I knew it, since I've tangent, is he ends every interview with, you came on and you were tested. Tested. It's not the job of the media to test anybody. If it is the job, and I would say in a normal media that's not like fucking Pravda, which is what we have now, Democrat-controlled bullshit, they would test people. But you only test Republicans, CNN. You only do the test for Republicans. There's no hard questions for liberals. When you bring on a Democrat who wants to talk about gun control, you both just jerk each other off over to the table. Let's take them all. Get all them guns. Take them all. And legislatively virtue signal. Let's just pass something so we can say... We passed something. It's like Facebook. It's Park Parkland Strong. I've done something that'll accomplish nothing. It's not going to accomplish anything. It's not going to change the fact that criminals fucking break the rules. These liberals could get every gun here. Criminals will still have guns. And then when all these people are dying, maybe you'll blame the sheriff since we didn't have a gun anymore. No, no, no. You'll blame the NRA or me because I own an AR. Yeah, that makes sense. To break it up, because this shit is just incredibly painful to listen to, here's a pro-gun. Nelson defending Rubio. Didn't get a lot of play at the town hall. S.E. Cup taking fucking seltzer to the woodshed again. And an incredible soundbite that came from local news in Minnesota, a blue state. And it once again proves everything you're hearing is fucking lies. More guns, less crime. It's just a fucking fact. You asked specifically about uh, the criminal background check. That would certainly help. Uh, it would have, if there had been an intrusive one, it would have gotten to Omar Mateen, the murderer uh, in the Pulse nightclub, 49 lives. I want to say that my colleague, Senator Rubio, and I have a good relationship. We get a lot of stuff done together. And I want you to know that I told him before we came out here tonight that he had guts coming here 
when in fact there is no representative of the state of Florida. Our governor did not come here, Governor Scott. But Marco did. I would expand. You know, Brian, I've been saying for years that I, I can't name another single issue about which the media knows so little and yet is so vocal. And I get asked all the time, um, you know, whether or not I know journalists who know anything about guns. About and, guns. and I know I know very, very few. If we're going to have a gun beat, and I think we should, because school shootings, gun violence, problem in this country, shouldn't we have gun beat reporters? Absolutely. And I think you've identified a problem mm. in the American media with regards to expertise. In this case, about guns. It applies in other cases as well. Religion yeah. is another topic. Oh, Does amen. not get enough specified beat coverage. Um, what we need from journalists, and I think we've seen a lot of it, is humility. Uh, to know what you don't know and right. try to find out the answers. Yeah. Uh, where I get concerned is when we get out the broad brush. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm guilty of it like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Sometimes say the media, sure. when, I, when I mean specific individuals or specific outlets that are engaging in practices that actually make things worse, not better. But I, so I, let's be careful, I yeah. think, about the broad brushes. Uh, most Americans, even if they say they don't trust the media, they trust somebody. They trust something. Uh, people get information from a variety of sources. Sure. What's broken right now uh, is that there are these, these echo chambers uh, and I thought Marco Rubio said it really well mm. at the CNN town hall. Mm. He talked about the echo chambers and talked about why is it in politics that it's a sin to change your mind. Uh -huh. You need more people more willing to change their minds right now, not less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just, I, I have to say, I haven't seen a lot of this humility, humility from the media about not knowing their stuff about guns. I, I think it's, it's not even that they're not embarrassed that they make factual errors or are factually ignorant about guns they just they don't care mm -hmm. that that is the that is the sense that i have gotten a lot of and it's just it's a lot easier to yell we have to do something than it is to educate yourself and but it seems to me journalists job is to educate the people who are watching not not to confirm their biases Minnesota set a record last year for the number of gun background checks the FBI conducted in the state. More people are carrying guns than ever before, but the crime rate remains low. Pat Kessler is looking at the numbers and giving them a reality check. He joins us now live from the state capitol with more. This is interesting, Pat. Yeah, we took a very hard look at these numbers, and we did find that Minnesota has a very high rate of gun ownership, one of the highest in the country, but it has a relatively low rate of violent crime. Minnesota's violent crime rate hit a 50-year low in 2016, according to the FBI. And in 2017, the state set a new record for firearms background checks. The National Instant Criminal Background Check System reports it processed nearly 684,000 checks on gun buyers in 2017. That includes nearly 474,000 permits, 94,000 handguns, and 126,000 long guns. Minnesota set another 2017 record, too. The State Department of Public Safety reports 283,188 Minnesotans now have permits to legally carry firearms in public. Last year, the state issued 57,651 permits to carry weapons. That's down from a record 71,156 permits in 2016.
Well, an estimated 36.7% of Minnesotans do have some form of gun ownership, but there is still an awful lot we don't know about guns in Minnesota. For example, we don't know exactly how many gun owners there are. We don't know the number of total guns in Minnesota. And, Frank, we also don't know how much ammunition is bought every year and how much is kept by gun owners. All right. Pat, live the Capitol. Thank you. You bet. Now, before I go into the next part of this, which is really the kids and how the kids have been so co-opted, Task and Purpose, I'm sorry, Task and Purpose, the Federalist, had this article, I'm going to read part of it, because it really is going to preface, once again, our, our full week of this. It's been non-stop, kid, 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 kid. Why the left finds wisdom in the shrieks of Parkland traumatized teens. Leftist cult of youth is coming out in glorious display by the showcase casing Stone, Stoneman Douglas High School students and their pending movement to sever gun control measures, or severe gun control measures, sorry. Yes, cult perfectly suits a media rendered awestricken and rationally stunted by the shrieks of children. They share a psychological profile with their historic cultists from Adolf Hitler, Nuremberg crowds to Jim Jones flock. The mind shuts down, rewires itself to make a rational in a democracy. Such with claims like, you're either with us or you're against us. But so much of leftism makes sense when you realize it's a species of Christian heresy. Agnostic millenarianism, millenarian millenarianism I've never heard that word but we'll go with it to be exact that perverts so many of orthodox Christianity fundamental teaching in this case is Jesus teaching whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it Christians have never taken Jesus word to mean children should govern the church administer pastoral oversight do, do theology or conduct worship his attention to the children's faith is more about their complete dependency and passive reception of his gifts still this hasn't stopped errant Christians and their leftist kin from granting to youth an angelic untarnished innocent wisdom in the church the errancy takes the form of young service or the like those annual events which titillated adults grant raw authenticity to the ner nervous pleas of confused youth awkwardly on display in the sanctuary. Always it's the same message. You old-timers are complacent and hypocritical. Church for you is just social club and dead rituals. You have to change. The sly among the ch adults will chuckle and foresee Miss Impassioned Teen 20 years hence with coitair, a click of friends, and forced smile about a weary week of mothering, looking complacent, socially chubbly, chubby, and awful, awfully hypocritical while she mouths her hymns. And the beat goes on. A perverted ritual marking Christianity's own present demise into agnostic millennialism. <laughs> I can't say that word. Leftism, as a species of Christian hearsay, retains the same cultish regard of youth, but freed from any pretense of being Christian, take it to the extreme. What explains it, and how do we parse it? When history is God, future people are more divine. Don't have to read anymore. To them, they're God. To them, they write history, and that's what they live by. Science. History. That's their God. So in this moment, the left sees future Democrats. People who are going to vote. And they're so enthralled as adults, they don't see that kid accusing 
a woman of being a poor mother, accusing a senator of being the murderer, accusing an organization who kills nobody for killing people, and telling the five million members, you're either with us or you're against us. Other claims, we will outlive you. When confronted, well, the sheriff fucked up. He, just like every other police officer out there, at heart is a good person. He didn't take action in this event, and I can't explain why. There are no words to explain why he wouldn't take action to take out this individual, but I think it's a good example if he doesn't, didn't take action and four others didn't. I mean, who does? Hogg said. Who wants to go down the barrel of an AR-15, even with the Glock? And I know that's what these police officers are supposed to do, but they're people too. Full quote from Yashir Ali. Who wants to go down the barrel of the AR-15, even with the Glock? And I know that's what these police officers are supposed to do, but there's people too. It's true. No Lua wants to face a gun with more firepower, but that's their job. There's no gray area here. And he's a liberal. But he's not on the far left. With that as a clarion call of a child. Future Democrats. Here's Cameron Caskey, founders of the March for Life. Rand Paul assaulted again. Finally some good news. I think I should be encouraged that we punch alt-right people in the face. It's a miracle I didn't punch the average Republican in the first place. Every time I hear a politician say, God, I want to smash the device on which I'm watching it happen into a thousand of little pieces. Am I going to get in trouble for saying that I hope everybody at the NRA shoots themselves? Is that offensive? Or can we all get behind that one? This this seems to be a turning point. They've been saying that. Because they believe they're all celebrities now. Twitter made it so. In record time, Twitter... Verified them. They all have 700,000 likes because they're shoved in everybody's feed. Nobody searched them out. They were in my feed. I was hearing hog shit before I even knew who the fuck hog was. And this Caskey fuckhead, yeah, I'm calling a kid a fuckhead. He's an outright fuckhead. Everything I've read from him is a fuckhead. He's the one that attacked Dana Loesch, when she wasn't even there. His balls just descended a week ago. And he's talking shit to a grown adult. He's a fuckhead. And then Reliable Sources brings him out. Alright. And and they just do the same old stuff. Over and over and over. Bashing Loesch. Bashing. Oh, fuck it. Let's just play it. Here's this hog fuck brought out again this weekend. Because he, a week ago, or two weeks ago, ate fucking Tide Pods. Had to be told that's not food. But now he's a constitutionalist. And the person, Twitter, and the media, and everybody tells me, I need to listen to. So we're going to listen to this kid. That I support anyone that's trying to protect the lives and the future of America. You know, we were talking before we went on in the air, you have many family members who have experience with weaponry, with things like semi-automatic weapons. You heard the NRA right there saying, absolutely no ban on semi-automatic weapons. What's your response to that? I don't understand the need 
to have them. Um, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot this past week, especially, is you know we have the officers who are on campus that are armed, and you know if you had a person that didn't have this weapon that came onto campus and maybe they had a different type of weapon, would we need to fight the same weapon with the same weapon? So for me, um, I don't feel the need to have that specific type of weapon, but it's more important that what I went through, it's the capacity, the amount that he went through in that seven minutes that we were in there is is just unreal with the kids that were running from it. And yes, you're going to have people that are going to be making mistakes like the BSO or the FBI and all of them. We're human. Humans make mistakes. And yes, you have a lot of things that you put onto these people and that's what they're trained to do. Just like we are teachers. We are trained to educate. We're trained to you know, enlighten. We're trained to get the best that we can out of our kids and to challenge them to do new and, and bigger things for themselves even when they don't think that they can do it. And, you know, when it comes to weapons and the the capacity of damage that they can do we need to really sit down and say okay this is society it's not like david says it's not a republican or a democrat type of viewpoint it's more of what do we need to do for our kids specifically in our schools how do you and, and you kids are taking the lead in this i mean young people are taking the lead in in, in, the, in the wake of the shooting address the point that i made at the top of this program uh... we've seen these horrific shootings in the past we've seen columbine we've seen virginia tech we've seen newtown we've seen white hot intensity in the days after the shooting then it goes away zero change how do you prevent that from happening this time honestly it's our generation ever since columbine was about nineteen years ago and now that you've had an entire generation of kids growing up around mass shootings and the fact that they're able to, they're starting to be able to vote explains how we're going to have this change kids are not going to accept this as many critics of our of my generation will say millennials are some of the laziest like most critical people i don't think that they're lazy but i think we're definitely critical especially on social media and we love to complain about things we absolutely do and i honestly Trying to fix this issue. You were saying that before. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, we really do. It's something where we're going to have to look and look really hard into what the foundation of this country is and ask ourselves, is that what we actually are becoming? And to the members of the NRA, I want to say this. Listen to Dana. Is she really speaking to you guys? Is she trying to fight for you guys? Or is she actually trying to fight for the gun lobby? She seems, all, everything she's saying seems like spectacle. Is it just her tone or is it what she's actually saying? Going back to school on Wednesday? Actually, I go back today because we have a couple students that are going to be coming on with their parents and collecting their belongings and just getting acclimated. And uh, my fellow staff members and I um, have two. Planning day is Monday and Tuesday. And then the students join us for half days on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Ready for it? Honestly, I don't know at this point. Imagine having to get, on, get in a plane crash and then having to get on that same plane every day and fly somewhere else. It's never going to be the same. It never will be the same. There's going to be emotional ramifications from this. I don't support, honestly, I, I can't even imagine emotionally what me and my fellow students are going to go through that day. I haven't even thought of what my thought process is going to be like even stepping back onto the same grounds as that school, having to walk past the freshman building to my AP environmental science class, walking past Chef Kerr's classroom and realizing I had to huddle in there and save my life. And the most disturbing point about this, George, is the fact that we're having some of our glass replaced. It's not even bulletproof. We aren't having interchangeable locks replaced where we can lock them from the inside to prevent shooters from getting in. 
if we don't fix this now, when will it change? How many more children are going to have to die? Honestly, I know that we don't have the funding, but seriously, the federal government, the state government, even private citizens at this point can help us out. Help us create more bulletproof glass. I know it's expensive, but because of economies of scale, that price can and will go down when there's a huge demand for it. Maybe that's something we can all agree on. It's good luck going back. I know it's going to be a tough week. Thanks for your time this morning. Uh, David, you see there what you're up against. NRA, against any change in the minimum age, against universal background checks, against a ban on semi-automatic weapons. Honestly, it's just disgusting. They, they act like they don't own these politicians. They still do. It's a Republican-controlled House, Senate, and executive branch, they can get this stuff done. They've gotten gun legislation passed before in their favor, in the favor of gun manufacturers. And what I want people to know is, look at Dana. Look at what she's saying. Is she actually saying anything, or is that just a tone to distract the American public and distract her NRA members from the fact that she's not serving them? She is serving the gun manufacturers. David, you heard that other point that Dana was making about the Broward County Sheriff's Office. Do you feel let down by them? Honestly, I know that the people that work in law enforcement are some of the hardest working individuals in America. I know that they work every single day to protect the lives and just innocence of American school children and Amer the American public in general. Were there mistakes made? Absolutely. Is anything going to change? I hope, I certainly hope so. But this is something that we can't go back and change now. We just have to look to the future and fix it. Uh, from what, before like these investigations come out and everything, I, from what I've seen of Sheriff Scott Israel, he's a good man. He cares about the people. I don't know what's happened in his organization. I'm not a sheriff. I can't speak on behalf of them. Honestly, I just know that I support anyone that's trying to protect the lives and the future of America. Uh, it's unbelievable. This whole interview was a fucking joke. There's no checks. There's no nothing. Just going back to Dana. No checks. They can say whatever they want. They, they're victims. We need to listen to them. And no, we don't. The 15 fucking minutes is up. If you want to, you want to tell me that they're all adults. They need a vote now, even though they eat Tide Pods and that their virtue signaling is what I need to live by. Then they have to live by the same code everybody fucking else does. You say bullshit. You get called on it. Here's Carmine Sabia. This is insane. I just listened to two minutes of David Hogg on Reliable Sources, and he has no idea what he's talking about. He thinks Dana Loesch owns the NRA and passed gun legislation and sells gun. None of that is true. He went unchallenged by Brian Seltzer. Brian Seltzer comes back. False. I asked repeated follow-ups. The transcript is right here so people can judge for themselves. Brian, follow-ups? I have seen less softball at a beer league. Where did you correct him about Dana Loach and the NRA selling guns and passing legislation? Do you think this young man has a good handle on what he's talking about? You asked him how he knew as much as he did, as if what he was saying was correct when it was not. I get taking it easy on him. He's a kid. But it's not our job to teach Isn't it our job to teach them facts? I'm not going to go through the entire transcript with you. I asked him where he gets his info, laws, reply, laws. He corrected himself and said she wants people in Congress to pass laws, re reply, gun sales. There are multiple ways to interpret what he said. Multiple ways. Oh, okay. He said she sells guns. How many ways are there to interpret that? I watched the clip and read the transcript. You won't go over it with me because you cannot. It's indefensible. And I usually like your show. I'm not some CNN hater. I interpreted selling a gun to be figurative, not literally. Reference back to his earlier search with gun manufacturers. This afternoon is my short weekend, so I'm going to go through the trans, I'm not going through the transcript with you. Oh no. 
What's one to fringe upon your weekend? Somebody said. You don't have to. I read it. You interpret it as that. He said she sells guns. I interpret that insane me as she sells guns. For instance, if someone tells me Joe sells ice cream, I don't think Joe is part of the ice cream lobby. I think he actually sells ice cream, Brian. My inversion. Dana Loesch, you're absolutely correct. There was zero correction from Brian who allowed misinformation to stand, further proving my point about how CNN smears innocent law-abiding gun owners. Ben Shapiro. Hey, Dana Loesch, since you own these congressmen and can get them to do things, can you force them to do entitlement for them? Thanks in advance, Dana Loesch. Try it, man. So busy with all my Congress-owning powers and all. Paul write-up, where I'm not losing my mind on this, on the gay girl who's somehow allergic to dogs. And I'm supposed to feel good about that or some shit. Like, it's really important I know this. I mean, there's there's so much shit in here. Meet Kyle Kasuv, a 60-year-old student majoring Stoneman. Unlike some of his fellow students who we've been telling you about, who have given the Broward Sheriff's Office a pass for its handle of the shooting on Valentine's Day, young Kyle has a very different opinion. The only people we were supposed to entirely trust to protect us sat outside the school and waited while children they had sworn to protect were dying. Kyle Kachuf. Protecting lives must be a bipartisan effort. This is other tweet. Gun control reform is inevitable. We must protect Second Amendment rights. We must protect the vital American ideal of self-dependence and limited government. We must draw a definite boundary to protect ourselves and the future. His last tweet is, I cannot thank Brooke for sending enough for amazing work, authentic, hardworking, although our opinions differ on certain issues. She's a Democrat I truly admire. Godspeed. None of that. None of that made CNN. They've attacked kids, even though I'm not supposed to, like I am now. I'm not supposed to call them fuckheads. I'm supposed to bow down to their beauty of liberalism and go, oh, he's a victim. I believe everything he says. But they cover none of it. All those kids that said, hey, it's scripted. I, I wasn't invited. Oh, they're liars. We didn't script anything. The fucking emails are in the kids' hands, dipshit. And it was too obvious. Nobody bought your bullshit. This was a fucking witch trial. Your entire network since this shooting has been in go-go gadget mode. Take the guns. They've had one article. CNN finally notices schools in Texas that already have armed teachers. One! Nowhere on CNN, New York Times, WAPO, have you read this? Try and force existing gun laws before launching new ones. Andrew McCallum. Most of you don't need to read it, you agree with it. And if this wasn't a shit show, if these kids organically just stood up and said, we want to be protected... Want you to protect us. We we think there needs to be new gun laws. Then why did one of them start a boycott of the NRA? By the weekend, Semitech, LifeLock, Hertz, Avis, Budget, North American, Allied Van Lines, MetLife, SimpleSafe, First National Bank of Omaha, Enterprise, Wyndham Hotels have all severed ties with the NRA. 
because of a kid. Haskey, Caskey, and Hog. I can't tell you how many people are tweeting like I did. I never even knew I had discounts at this places. But thanks for telling me where not to spend my money. I can't tell you by the end of the weekend how many people have joined the NRA, including my wife. She joined. She joined. Katie Pavlich sums it up. Boycotts work both ways. Thanks for the handy list of places where 5 million people will no longer spend their hard-earned money. By the time the weekend ended, some Democrats started catching what they'd done and realized now they've jumped the shark. They released these little kids, told them what to say, fed their heads with cheese. I mean, have you noticed, I'm not even going after the hog kid with people have video of him already interviewing people during the shooting. He's a liberal. He's part of a school paper. He, he saw his moment to get his name out there. So now he's going with whatever network wants him to say. And of course, the only people he's going to go on is liberals because he's a liberal. So he's making his thing. I'm going to say all the catchwords. I'm going to blame 5 million people for 17 dead kids. Joe Scarborough. Retweeted by Mary Catherine Ham, who said, This is a significant shift in messaging, the result of the week of demonization not so great, I guess. This is what Joe Scarborough said. This is a critical point. A handful of NRA DC lobbyists live in a bubble, attack law enforcement officer and cite violence with ads. The overwhelming number of NRA members are patriotic, respect the laws, and disagree with the DC lobbyists' most extreme views. Not CNN. This is MSDNC. MSDNC every morning watches New Day and go, God damn, we need to take notes. Them motherfuckers are biased. They're so left they can't even see the earth anymore. No. It's too late, Joe. I will guarantee you well into the mid-hundreds thousand signed up this weekend. I know that to be true. Because if I only follow a thousand people and I see at least 300 people saying I joined, my very, my own wife, I'm a, well, I, I just signed up for five years, two years back. I'm not a lifelong member of the NRA. She joined after this shit. And now you're doing boycotts. And boycotts work both ways. Both ways, friends. This is going to get ugly. Because as I'll show towards the end of the stats, Planned Parenthood has a shitload of corporate sponsors. It's hard to find because Google doesn't want you to see it. When you search for PPF corporate sponsors, you get NRA lose sponsorship. That's the number one return. Tell me those analytics aren't liberally biased. I didn't even put NRA in there. There wasn't an NRA near each other, but that's what they returned. Five times. I had to go to page two to find it. And the soonest I could find it was 2015. They bear in that shit. Because Planned Parenthood kills a million people. The NRA kills nobody. We're going to go to music break, and then come into our tweets of the day, We're going to play Jambanai. Jambanai! It's from the closing ceremony of the Olympics last night, and I have to admit, I got all up in their shit today. They are freaking awesome. It's like a rock, 
old school Korean music. Just give it a listen. This is called, uh, what the hell is it? End of Extinction or Age of Extinction? Age of Extinction, I think. It's in Hangul. But I think that's the name of it. So on the other side, we're going to Tweets of the Day and keep on with this anti-gun shit show. Back to Flyover Politic Podcast with Tony Reed.
to our tweets of the day, Antonia Okafor. Funny thing about all these corporations fleeing the NRA discount program is that I couldn't even name one company beforehand. It was never about that. Joining the NRA for me, for millions alike, was about supporting the good work they do. We did then, and more than ever, we will now. Megan Boone. Liz Keene will never carry an assault rifle again, and I'm deeply sorry for participating and glorifying them in the past. Yours, girl from Florida. That's some actress. I don't know what the character is, but now she's going to rewrite it because that's Virtue Singling 101. But my favorite's from Educating Hill Liberals. Excuse me, Educating Hillbillies. That's two different dudes. Educating Liberals. Let's use some liberal logic. My AR-15 identifies as a Nerf gun. Anyone who disagrees with me is a racist. Yeah! You can be a supporter of the Second Amendment and also say maybe we shouldn't have high magazine clips. 2,182 miles per hour. That's how fast the bullets were moving when they came out of the barrel of that AR-15 in Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School last week. 2,000. 182 miles per hour, 3,200 feet per second. That's what those kids were trying to outrun. 3,200 feet per second. That's three times faster than the speed of a bullet <clears throat> leaving the barrel of a 9-millimeter handgun. With a high-capacity mag... These two statements, one by Marie Harf, which is high magazine clips, or <laughs> what the fuck is that? I still, a, a clip and a magazine are different. And the total, uh, this fucking shit by Lawrence O'Donnell. It was tweeted, and that's how I got it. A bullet fired from an AR-15 travels three times faster than one from a handgun. And yet the president and the NRA think giving teachers gun will stop the school shooter. Stephanie Rule backed him up. Also remember that Reagan was surrounded by Secret Service in 1981, yet he was shot. How will teachers with guns protect students? How does the best marksman in the world with a handgun take down a shooter with an AR-15 bullet that travels three times faster? Alex Griswold is how I found it. Oh my God, this is actually going to be a talking point. Isn't the fact that the AR bullet travels a millisecond faster? Another one? I love the travel three times faster part, as if that actually matters. The party of science. Harvard's Lawrence Tribe. The R in NRA stands for rifle. The AR-15 is a semi-automatic rifle. Bullets fly over 2,000 miles per hour. It easily fires over 10 rounds per second. And the only purpose is to rip human beings apart and leave them dead. Nobody needs it for defense or spark. First and foremost, a clip for you brain-dead reporters is a strip that the 5.56 round is on. It's like a bundle of carrots in a 
or excuse me, let's go with celery. Uh, that's what I meant to say. A bundle of celery. The bottom of the celery holds it all together. Well, that's a clip. And then there'd be ten rounds on it. For five, five, six, it's ten rounds on this clip. You then take the clip, either with a, a some kind of device, I don't want to confuse you, that you can shove the clip in and then push the rounds down and they go into the magazine. Most of the time, when you're just a sports shooter like me, not back in the army where we had freaking magazine feds or feeds so we could do it quicker, you take your finger and shove the rounds in the magazine, making sure the bullets are facing forward, because that's kind of important, because that, that's where the bullet's going. And that magazine can hold 10, 20, 30 that's what everybody usually has. And then there are those crazy guys with drums and all that crap to go out and have fun with it. But the fact is, magazine holds the ammo so you can put it in the weapon and shoot it. A clip does absolutely nothing. And the three times faster fiasco that the left has just jumped all over. Unless you're fucking Neo from the Matrix and you can do that slow motion, bend back, move your arms really quick. I don't give a fuck what type weapon. You're not dodging it. Because remember, we're talking school shootings. You're all obsessed with school shootings. So a kid in a school shooting isn't going to dodge a 9 mil, a 38, a 45. It doesn't really fucking matter the velocity of the bullet. It's a fucking bullet! It's moving faster than you! I mean, this wizard literally had the balls, Lawrence O'Donnell, to say, Trump condemns gun-free zone, CPAC's gun-free zone. Yeah, it's Maryland, dick. It's a state law. Maryland. There's people bitching that ICE is carrying weapons. ICE. Yeah, ICE. This is how insane they've gone. Brzezinski and Scarborough, by the end of the weekend, were calling for FedEx. Got to get rid of it. FedEx. People try and tell them they need to give scholarships, insurance benefits. They help fucking soldiers that are killed. And then we get into our real hate. This is me hating on idiots that know nothing about guns. Absolutely fucking nothing about guns. And want to sit there and be the arbiter of what we need to do with gun laws. I mean, that's like me going in there and literally talking about, uh, let me see, uh, we need to re regulate sewing machines. I don't know shit about a sewing machine. I can barely hand sew to save my ass. I, I wouldn't open my mouth. On this show, in regards to abortion, I went and got some edumacation. I researched. But these people, because they're arbiters of everything in America, they're the smartest people in the room, they just spout off the dumbest shit they can think of. Dumbest. And walk away feeling really good with that uber good fucking burn virtue signaling. Bullets are fast! Yeah. Yeah, they are. Sure are. Dana Loesch is the center of our hate. First and foremost, Newsweek ran a fucking article about her music and dogged her because she didn't like certain music. Then there was some Jim Hoff guy that doesn't like her. He smeared her, said that she uh, doxed him or some shit. Mark, 
Jim, I'm a fan of yours. However, for the sake of unity, why attack CPAC and Dana continually? Not everyone is going to like each other. Sometimes personalities get in the way. Sometimes they just get in the way, buddy. Mm-hmm. Richard Painter. Some of these hardcore NRA people homeschool their own kids. Then they do everything possible to turn our community schools into shooting galleries. The notion that any of them are pro-life is ridiculous. That's the beginning of his Dana Loesch bash. Dana Loesch is a Tokyo Rose of NRA. She loves watching Americans die. Once again, gotta have a boogeyman. You need a Coke brother out there. They realize attacking the NRA is a huge bunch of people. It doesn't have a face. Let's make it Dana Loesch. We'll just attack her. Peter J. Hansen, here's a guy who's on MSDNC pretty frequently. And he's an ethics lawyer. To sum up all of these that I will read, sexism, racism, bigotry, hatred, and bullying. The liberal way. I think they only complain about it so much because they, they need to cover. They need to cover for what they do on Twitter every fucking day. Then there's this one. Another person helping for my kids to be murdered as a way to condemn violence and death. Unhelpful and disgusting. May God help you. That's Dana Loesch. This gentleman, he deleted the tweet, but what he said is, I can't wait for your kids to be mown down, down by a school shooter so I can see your crying face on Fox News. That's what he said to her. He won't lose his job. It's screen grabbed. Somebody's got it. He could be doxxed. Due to the liberal lynch mob, it'll be like, oh, you know, watch what you say going forward, buddy. Come on, buddy. Then they went back to 2010. I bet Rick Sanchez was fired by a Jew. Yeah, that, that's what they went to. CNN Rick Sanchez said Jews run CNN. Oh, so that's who we blame for Rick Sanchez. Nobody knew that. That's Conan O'Brien. No conservative whatsoever. The article was Rick Sanchez fired after implying Jews run the media, calling John Stewart a bigot. By the time we're done, there are hundreds saying, I see your true colors. Broward County has the highest Jewish population in all of Florida and the eighth largest Jewish population area in the United States. Weird that she would say that. My favorite is Emily G. Seville, Berlin. This is a woman that probably spends most of her time talking about being treated by evilly by sexist fucking Republicans. It's Nazis all the way down. The gun control debate is white supremacy debate. Then Brian Seltzer comes out. No, Dana Loesch. Members of the media do not love mass shootings. After a week on the defense of the National Rifle Association, he's trying to shift to blame the media. She, he regurges the great interview with Camerata, who actually lied, and we just showed in the beginning of the show, because even as of today, they're still doing it. In here, he virtue singles, offensive toxins, just plain wrong. Many journalists felt compelled to respond and rebut 
Loesch's claim from a HuffPost reporter, Matt Ferner, a liberal, who tweeted, there's nothing more horrific, crushing, draining, and painful than covering mass shootings. Do people believe this garbage? In fact, many journalists at CNN and other outlets have purposely limited the coverage of shooting suspects in recent years. The idea sometimes called no notoriety is to deprive fame. During the interview with Cameron, Loesch went off on a tangent about CNN Wednesday night town hall with politicians shooting survivor. At the town hall, she was booed, and he goes on to do everything because it's so important to re-dog re her. Condemning the news media doubles as a way to market the NRA's own publication and TV shows. While Loesch and TV shows, because they're they, the establishment liberals, he can't do it because he's on a network, are trying to get NRA TV taken down. I didn't even know there was NRA TV. Oh, you got me. While Loesch loves many, not all journalists, love mass shootings, the NRA went even further on YouTube and said this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this. In Chicago, and did it, did it, did it, yeah. Chris Hayes actually hosted a primetime town hall in gun violence in Chicago last year. So he tweeted out, oddly enough, the legion of people who cynically invoked the suffering of Chicagoans when it suits them didn't seem to make the time to watch it. Nobody watches your show, Chris Hayes. The statement was a defense of journalism. We cannot make our communities better if we do not understand them. And as journalists, we have dedicated our lives on covering challenges, understanding issues, and uplifting each other's voices. They gave him a whole page for this. Nowhere in there does he say, well, these kids have said this. And we have not checked them. Because by the time he had written this, he did his own interview with Hogg, and he didn't check him. Because once again, she's just a conservative. Fuck her. But where does he get these things, Hog? It's a talking point. Here's George Takaki, who shouldn't even be out there because he fucking raped a boy. The NRA sells guns to Americans. There it is. Whole whole thing. Turay. The NRA does not serve its members, serves the gun and bullet manufacturers. That's totally false. And then every fucking blue check liberal... Handy list of companies that are still in business with the NRA. Hmm. Stephen Miller, your product kills more people than guns, but go get that sweet, sweet Twitter cred. He said that to Enterprise. Close call. Imagine getting business of millions of law-abiding citizens instead of the momentary approval of an anonymous Twitter account. You really dodged that. Well, you know, and that was Caleb Howe. Nowhere will you ever hear the degradation of Planned Parenthood like you heard on the media. Not even Fox. And nowhere will they be doxxed. Because as I said, Google won't even run it up. And no media actually researches this. I had to get this from Life News. Because ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSDNC, PBS, New York Times, WAPO, none of them do this. They know everything about the NRA because they want it away so they can take all the guns away and have total control of America. Cradle to grave, you depend on the federal government. But as of 2015, once again, the soonest I can get, Adobe, American Express, Avon, Bank of America... 
Bath and Body Works, Ben and Jerry, Boeing, Clorox, Converse, Deutsche Bank, Dockers, Energizer, Expedia, Exxon Mobil, Fannie Mae, Groupon, Intuit, Johnson & Johnson, Lacenza, Levi Strauss, Liberty Mutual, Macy's, March of Dime, Microsoft, Morgan Stanley, Nike, Oracle, PepsiCo, so- Pfizer, Progressive Insurance, Starbucks, Susan G. Komen, Tostito, Unliver, and United Way. Last two, Verizon and Wells Fargo. That's who sponsors the murdering of one million Americans a year. Something the AR rifle, which is such an evil thing that somehow gets out of wall lockers, gun lockers, and every other locker on the planet and just goes down to schools and mows people down. Yeah, it could never kill a million people. Not even in combat. Which is the weapon of war? If we're just talking pure statistics, I would say it's Planned Parenthood. They have pretty much done a genocide on black babies in this country. That's statistically too true, but that's also what liberals say. That when I want to restrict Planned Parenthood from being able to give more abortions, I'm a racist. Yeah. Okay. Then you have Bandit Alatoria, some dude that's, uh, he writes for HuffPo. Trump is leading us into an inevitable civil war. When you get the gun owners riled up to kill people who want peace, you're pure evil. NRA encourages members to hunt humans, yet they only have five million members. That means we all, we have all the power. We just join these kids and show it. Somebody said five million or one, thank to you. Hundreds replying to this. Yeah, thanks to you, I just joined. Moms for Second Amendment. I was a victim of brutal assault. Ever since joined the NRA and got my CCW license, I refuse to be a victim. I'll always protect myself and my kids. Therefore, I'll never boycott the NRA. But here's the point, folks. Who the fuck is really leading to a civil war? Is it Trump? Or is it the left? I haven't seen NRA members burning down Portland, Oregon. I haven't seen NRA members impede medical services, block traffic, shut down airports, throw bricks at people. I've seen Antifa, BLM, the resistance. I haven't seen any NRA rallies, to be quite honest. Christine Gillibrand. The NRA and the gun industry just want to protect their profits. It's all about money and greed. They want to keep selling weapons of war to anyone willing to pay. No matter how unsafe it makes the rest of us, it has nothing to do with protecting the Second Amendment. Yeah. Okay. Somebody tweeted, three... A person is shot every three hours and 54 minutes in Chicago. A person is murdered every 17 hours and 35 minutes in Chicago. What I would say more emphatically to this moron is once again, 138,000 babies have already been aborted in this country. That was as of last podcast. 138,000 babies have been aborted. Planned Parenthood makes $1.5 trillion a year. 
The NRA could never hope to get that much money. Nor could the NRA ever hope to get $550 million from the federal government so they could give 776,000 illegal chemical abortions. Since the Hyde Amendment doesn't cover it. These fucking people are fucking incorrigible. You support a group that literally murders people, but you go after a group that murders nobody. There is no amendment for abortion. The founding fathers never envisioned the U.S. government sponsoring murder of babies. They never envisioned that. Let's flip over to hypocrisy. Hypocrisy! NBC anchor Ali Veshli. Uh, and the president's final question for the conservative Washington Examiner. Wow, even the most basic element of accountability are shred by this administration. Thousands pointed out, it was really good questions. They're a news organization. I would have pointed out that, oh, I'm so sorry... But while you're doing your gun grab, HuffPo wasn't a real news agency, but Obama made him there. Front row. First question. Shut your fucking mouth. Ben Shapiro levels NBC Journal whining that Trump mocked Deputy Scott Peterson in it. He says, so that, so just to get this straight, it's fine if the entire media calls out the NRA for an event they had nothing to do with. But terrible if the president calls out the individual paid to protect students when he cowers in silence. This is how hypocritical they are. They're actually blaming 5 million Americans who just average citizens who just bought a gun and joined the NRA because they're sporting enthusiasts. That's okay. Uh, you're blaming the, the fucking NRA face, Dana Loesch. Uh, she's an ordinary citizen. Barack Obama blamed uh, the cops up in fucking Connecticut. They were all fucking racist. He then blamed every fucking police force ever. Those individual cops were being murderers. And it could have been my kid with a pack of Skittles and a fucking Yoo-Hoo. That was okay for eight fucking years. But this dick cheese, Ben J. Sarlin, the shooting response is a serious failure. But there's something unsettling about the president using speech to mock an ordinary person who's living with his shame and universal condemnation. Mm. I know why, because he's a Democrat. And that's how sound bites like this have still not made CNN, specifically, or the rest of the New York Times, WAPO, great fucking journalist, literally point to this fuckwad. Sheriff, sure. when did you find out that Deputy Peterson had not gone into the building? How soon after the shooting did you know that? 
not for days. Uh, we uh, how many our days? investigators looked. I'm not sure. Because you spent much of the Wednesday night town hall on CNN a with the entire Stoneman Douglas community, students and teachers and parents, attacking the NRA, saying that police need more powers, more money to prevent future tragedies. You didn't disclose any of this to the crowd then, the Stoneman Douglas high school community. Did you know it then? Did you know it Wednesday night? It was spoken about during that uh, earlier during that day. I'm not on a timeline for TV or any news show. We need to get it right. We need to get it accurate. We're talking about people's lives. We're talking about a community. Uh, we need to corroborate. We need to verify. And once we did the next day, and I, w I looked at the tape, and I was 100% certain that it happened the way uh, I was told about investigators initially told me told about I didn't even release it you right didn't that look at second. the video I, I, one week after the shooting you hadn't looked at the video yet I looked at the video as soon as our investigators uh, it wasn't my job to look at the video it was investigators job to look at the video I'm still sheriffing this 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 uh, this county there were many things to do we have investigators homicide investigators internal affairs investigators dissecting it and when they felt it, uh, there was a video that uh, ready for my view that I might take action on one of our deputies I looked at the video and let me that sums up the shooting that just, that's 99 seconds summing up the entire shooting. Jake Tapper only did it because I think he had some guilt. That he realized what's happened. And he's a big Twitter guy. So he's seen what's happened in Dana Loesch thanks to his witch trial. He's had to see the videos of these kids laughing and yucking it up right after the shooting. He's had to see their Twitter feeds for the one kid that was already out there. Him and Hogg were already on Twitter. They got verified and then shoved down America's necks. So you got 7,000, 700,000 fucking likes. But the fact of the matter is, he knew these guys were liberals. And he knew, somewhere in the middle of it, that they had rigged the deck. It wasn't a discussion about gun violence. It was a discussion about gun confiscation. But they're not alone. Washington Post, ABC News ran out of poll. They headlined it, 60% fault Trump and Congress for shootings. The problem is that wasn't the poll. The poll was mass shooting, more reflect mental health, or inadequate gun control laws. America universally said 57% mental health, 28% gun control laws. You notice I'm not talking about at all I'm not talking about the CNN poll. The CNN poll had 23% of the respondents conservative. 23. That means 67% of it was progressively bent. Of course you got those numbers. And on the question that they keep on spouting 97% of America... Wants safe gun laws? Yeah. No shit. It doesn't mean anything. Chris Cuomo this morning said, I've never seen such high results. Yeah, you also said fucking Hillary is going to win by 80 points, you fucktwat. How about the Rolling Stones? Don't call massacres evil. You'll offend fucking Satanists. That was the article. 
How about Nizar Hamze? Ever heard of him? Yeah, no. Broward County Deputy in Care, Florida employee Nazar Hamzi found time to instruct mosque attendees to arm themselves against active shooters. But sheriff opposes arming teachers. Why the double standard? Amp. Fusion TV had the story. So, oh, I know, because that's Muslims. Yeah, they're the special religion that you guys recognize. Got it. How about this one? High school shooting victim father tears into media on focus on gun control. He was the father. I'm pissed. And if you watched it live, he said, this isn't about gun control. Never heard it again. His face saying I'm pissed was repeated to you every night. And if you weren't watching it, you never knew he said not about gun control because they edited it out. CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, all of them. From the article, the father of Meadow Pollock, who was killed during the Portland, or Pollock, sorry, I don't mean to say Pollock, Portland, Florida high school shooting ripped in the media for some fixation on gun control. It's not going to be fixed because I just heard what you said, what you are focusing on, polarizing this event and murder of these kids. He was talking to Chris Wallace on Fox News. You're just talking about gun control, which is going to just give you more ratings. Today is not about guns. It's about the safety in our schools, and that's what you asked Governor Scott about, and I got to listen to that at my house. Pollock drew national, Pollock, God, I keep fucking his name up, drew national attention last week for his emotional plea for action during the White House listening session about school safety with President Trump. I'm pissed because my daughter, I'm not going to see again. She's not here. She's at a cemetery. If I was a parent, I'd be pissed too. It's not about your agenda, CNN. MSDNC, ABC, NBC, and CBS. It's about fucking, how do we fix this? And if we say everybody's at the table, everybody's at the table. That's what they always say on CNN. And then you automatically go into, oh, that's fucking stupid. Bullets move three times faster. Okay. Things you're never going to see. Ever. Are these stories. A real media would be showing this again. They'd be saying, well, there are cases where an armed intruder saves people. The anti-NRA left to try to use reports that up to four Brown County officers did immediately intervene in the high school shooting at Parkland, even though they were on location to prove that the good guy with the gun argument is invalid. Because that false narrative seems to be spreading, we decide to offer reminders that, yes, good guys with guns do save lives. Here are a dozen fairly recent examples. Not even three months ago in Pennsylvania, authorities say an 84-year-old Pennsylvania man fatally shot a home intruder and fought off another after two men broke into his house. Elwood, Pennsylvania. This woman was glad she had a gun. Obama, this woman was glad she had a gun. 65-year-old woman with concealed carry permit for its robbery attempt. Somebody informed the White House. New Hampshire grandmother shoots would-be robber. 65-year-old woman shot a man who tried to rob her Monday night, leading to the man's arrest. Colorado, a blue state. The shooting didn't get the worst. Shooting didn't get worse because I was trained, armed, and present. Gene Assam. Amid deafening cracks of gunfire, smoke spewing canisters, and a fight of a thousand New Life Church members, Gene Assange suddenly saw the hallway clear and a gunman came through the door. 
I took cover, identified myself, I engaged him, I took him down. A 14-year-old former law enforcement volunteer church security guard said Monday at a news conference in Colorado Springs. I just said, Holy Spirit be with me. I wasn't even shaking. I give the credit to God. I say this was humbly. God was with me. Oh, Oklahoma! Many ask why anybody would need an AR-15 for self-defense, but in 2017 in Oklahoma, an AR-15 was quite effective. Three burglars enter an Oklahoma home. The owner's son opened fire with an AR-15. New Mexico. Homeowner restrains a tutor with duct tape while police show up. And there is a 45 in the picture. They never said that. I said duct tape. Antioch. We already covered it on the show. A year ago, to a snapshot of the day, these burglars are going to pose for a pick if they like it or not. CNN International, when burglars tried to break in on him and his family, this man grabbed his gun and snapped a pick. Say cheese. Do you notice who carried it? CNN International. Not CNN. Sutherland Springs, Texas. An NRA instructor with a gun stopped the massacre. Muhammad Art Contest in Garland, Texas. Breaking. Three people shot. Two men arrived in a vehicle. Opened fire hitting someone. Garland police shot. Killed the men. 2016. Atlanta area. Gwinnett woman opens fire on three home invaders looking for two suspects who survived. 2015 in Las Vegas. Police said one person was killed and a second person was wounded in what appeared to be a shootout between burglars and residents. Shooting happened at 9 a.m. on a home in 3800 block of King Palm Avenue. According to Las Vegas Metro Police investigator, a man and a woman were breaking into the home when the woman was confronted by someone inside who began shooting. The burglars returned fire. Both the intruders were injured. During the exchange, the man took himself to North Vista Hospital to be treated, but died when he arrived. The woman took herself to University Medical Center for treatment of critical injuries. Investigators said five people, including two children, were inside the home at the time of the burglary. None of them were injured. And just this week in California, they're not going to be victims. Gun-toting liquor store clerk takes uh, on shotgun-wielding robber. The wild exchange is send the crook to the ER. Every network played it because it was clickbait. Let's go to our stats of the day. So, in my search to find things to refute all the dumb shit, Google, of course, pushes you back with liberal things. And I found this, the Gun Violence Messaging Guide. I gotta admit, it makes total sense why everybody's in lockstep. It's a 55-page document. I'm gonna peruse some of it and just literally... I want you to think what you're watching on your TV and understand, okay, this is why all the kids are saying it. All the media and politicians are saying it. It's the liberal Bible. Because remember, as we said in the one thing, they don't believe in God. 
They believe in sciencey stuff and and youth and future voters. Overall messaging guidance. One, always focus on emotional and value-driven arguments about gun violence, not the political food fight in Washington or wonky statistics. A lot of people been off the reservation. Tell stories with images and feelings. Oh, Parkland was just perfect for this, wasn't it? Claim moral authority and the mantle of freedom. We shouldn't emphasize that one fundamental freedom every American should have is the freedom to be safe in our home and neighborhoods. Freedom to live out lives without the constant threat of gun violence. The NRA likes to talk about its work as the defense of American freedom. Recognize that depending on the audience, both sides of the debate have the opportunity to claim more authority. But don't yield the ground. Fight for it by emphasizing that a reckless disregard for the gun violence that plagues so many people in in lives and morally bankrupt and doesn't have anything to do with protecting freedom. That's Chris Cuomo. 100% Chris Cuomo, Jake Tapper, Brian, the whole CNN network. That's what they've been doing. Four, emphasize that extraordinary dangerous military-style weapons are now within easy reach across America. Every talking head saying it. Five, emphasize that America has weak gun laws. And don't assume that people know that. Challenge the NRA on your terms, not theirs. We all will discuss the NRA in more detail in the next section. Whether to spend much time talking about the NRA depends upon whether we are talking to our base or broader audience. Even with the base, we need to always connect our comments to the NRA role in exposing people to needless violence. Simply taking on the NRA as if defeating the NRA is our mission never serves our interests. Pointing out the direct link between laws the NRA promotes or blocks and tragic human impact of guns. It's effective to emphasize that the vast majority of NRA members are law-abiding gun owners who, again, with common-sense laws to keep dangerous weapons out of the hands of dangerous people, the NRA officials and lobbyists are the problem. It looks like Joe Scarborough read this, huh? Yeah. Do's and don'ts. Don't talk about preventing gun violence. Don't talk about gun control. Don't advocate for stronger gun laws. Don't use the term stricter gun laws. Hmm. Four key topics. Here we go. The toll taken by gun violence. Always start with the pain and anguish that gun violence brings to people's lives. Use statistics to reinforce an emotional argument, not to replace it. Use images that bring your message home. Tell stories. Oh, hold on. I just caught what I just said. Use statistics to reinforce an emotional argument, not to replace it. Emotion is what they want. That's why the next article I was going to read, but I'm not going to. Liberals see only opportunity in the murders in Florida. It's from Town Hall. It was opportunity. Uh, tell stories with feeling and energy. If you speak in a victim's voice, make your story accessible, not exclusionary. Here are some facts. Unless we act, more than 120,000 people, 120, people will be killed by guns during the next presidential term. 
40% of Americans have themselves or personally known someone who's been a victim of gun violence. The United States has 5% of the world's population and 50% of the gun. Between 95 and 75, the Vietnam War killed 58 less than American citizens. They love that stat. But you didn't support the war and you were shitting on those people too. Interesting. Examples of powerful language. It breaks my heart that every day in our country, children wake up worried, afraid of my getting shot. Some ineffective language. There's a clear body of research demonstrating the high social cost of gun violence. The policy outcomes we're after are the ones that can have the most beneficial impact on the rates of violence. Of course, gun violence affects people's lives, but it also has a devastating economic effect. I've already heard that. How to canter. Strongest opposing argument. Silence. If you pay close attention, you notice that our opponents seldom address gun violence. They gave a blurb that we've already heard. If an honest citizen with a gun were present, the, this might not have happened. There's not a shred of credible evidence that more guns and more shooting save people's lives. More guns and more shooting mean more tragedy. Ooh, they are playing the handbook this time. How gun violence can be prevented. Start with people, not laws. Make it clear that weak and reckless policies put weapons in dangerous people's hands. With base audience, emphasize the uniquely destructive role that the NRA plays. Emphasize the extraordinary scale and scope of weapons. Be clear that we know how to protect people from gun violence, which makes failure and act to act inexcusable. Examples of powerful language. There's no mystery to why so many people are dying and being maimed by guns in America. We have some of the weakest gun laws in the world. That's actually false. Just imagine the pain that a mother or father feels when their young child is gunned down. The NRA wants powerful, dangerous weapons in every neighborhood. That's not freedom. It's fear. Our police officers are at risk every day when they confront criminals who are armed to the teeth with military-style weapons. Don't believe for a minute this is about your grandfather's hunting rifle. We're talking about assault weapons built to do the most damage. You've heard every one of these. Some ineffective language to avoid. Our experience promoting gun violence prevention measures in Congress of state legislators has been that we always run into a brick wall of opposition by the NRA. We're doing our best to pass stronger laws, but the NRA is incredibly powerful. Strongest opposing arguments. The best way to reduce gun violence is to enforce the laws that are on the books. Ways to counter. Our police officers work hard every day to enforce the laws we have. But they are hamstrung by gaps and loopholes in our laws that flood our neighborhoods with weapons. As the NRA lobbyists work to weaken our gun laws, they are making the job of the police harder and putting all of us at risk. Here's the problem with that argument, liberals. You hate the police. You've told a whole generation of African Americans not to trust them because they get in their car every night and go out and lynch people. Your words. That's the amazing thing about this whole thing in Florida. How they're defending the police. Just two months ago, the police were the devil. Other one, if we want to reduce gun deaths, we should emphasize gun safety education. I'm all for gun safety. I also for stronger laws, regulations. They go into the role of the NRA, crushing it, saying it's a death. Even our base, it's never just about the NRA. Emphasize the NRA lobbyists have not only gutted common sense laws. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, examples of powerful language. You've heard every one of these this week. Every one. Second Amendment. 
Don't let our opponents overstate what the Supreme Court ruling did. Emphasize the Supreme Court ruling did not by any means rule out smart gun regulations. Look forward. Don't be re-litigating the court ruling. Counters. Basic message of mass up. The core gun violence prevention message. Every one of these are the core gun rights message. Every one you've heard. Some key metrics. Talking to our base. Totally change it and say everybody's the devil. This, this thing is unfucking believable. Unbelievable. I've never seen a pro-life group put something like this out. I could be wrong. And to be not like the media, I'll actually search for it. But this thing is exactly, exactly what you've been hearing on your TV. It's a handbook. A liberal handbook. And I, I just have to say for a minute. What the fuck? If any other group of people had a handbook how to repeal a constitutional amendment, you think conservatives could ever even carry an argument about repealing The First Amendment? Do you think you could get away with that? But that's my point. This has nothing to do with dead kids. This is a group of people that can't exert their power on another group of Americans. They don't understand guns. They don't like guns. And as I've proven on the last three podcasts, they don't like people who own guns. It is a political ploy to gain control of the country. If they can pull your guns away, you are beholden to the federal government. And the forefathers put the Second Amendment in so that we could take care of a tyrannical government. Need I say again, these are the same people that are trying to take our guns, are the same people that have been telling me since November 9th, 2016, that I am being ruled by a tyrannical administration. They have usurped the Constitution. They're not even fucking real. They don't, they're, they're an illegitimate administration. They were assisted in winning by the Russians who bought an election for them. So did the FBI by scunionizing Hillary, yet we've learned the total opposite. In fact, through Vox, there's actually a Comey letter that came out this week that shows Obama was all part of it. It's an email. Maybe just all part of it. They knew everything. The whole fucking ball of wax. Obama had his hands on the whole investigation. He knew about the emails. That's a tyrannical government. They not only rigged a primary, but they rigged a general election for the United States presidency. 
They chose your president. But Trump is a tyrannical administration. Oh, well, a week ago. But now, now I'm being told by them that I don't need weapons to defend myself. Point two. These people for nine years have been saying the police are the devil. They lynch black people. They kill little kids. They Rachel profile. And now the same people that have been doing that forever because the guy's a Democrat are telling me, well, it, it was just terrible. They, they couldn't do anything about it. They weren't incompetent. You're attacking a law enforcement agent. Point eight. We have been told forever that guns should be in adult hands. 21 or older. That's what they're saying. At the same time, they're petitioning Tide to change pods so kids won't eat it. And they also want them to vote at 16 and rewrite the Constitution with liberal kids from Broward County, a liberal county in Florida. Point 99. The AR rifle fires a round that's too fast for anybody to handle. Because somehow it's three times faster than a pistol round. So that's a reason to get rid of these weapons of mass destruction with their clips, high clip magazines. I mean, do you see what they're doing? It has nothing to do with kids. Uh, nothing. And the American people are seeing through it. The line outside the Florida gun show is growing by the minute. Yesterday, an estimated 7,000 people attended, which organizers said was a huge turnout for Tampa. My wife joined the NRA, as I said, and guess what? I... Bought a thousand rounds of five five six just in case they go up to the ammo. It's coming. This whole shit show from top to bottom, from the media to the Democrats to these kids, this is the most embarrassing thing I have ever seen as an American. One of the points I omitted was we were told Russia stole the election. Russia was defining this country. But I have to submit to you, my listeners, the Democratic Party is dividing this country more than any fucking thing Russia ever could have dreamed of. Faithless electors, Russia probe, cheering for North Korea, and now taking guns. They want to take your gun. Because all weapons are mass destruction now. All weapons are semi-automatic weapons of war. 
They're, they're like an Excel spreadsheet. It always ends up in circular logic. So some off-subject topics before we close this puppy out, because I'm tired. I'm just so tired of talking about this. I just had to do one more, and now it'll be a byline, because I just can't, I, I can't watch my TV anymore. I just can't. I am, I'm embarrassed, disgusted, and I know in my heart of heart, no conservative child be allowed to say the things these kids are saying. And no democratic adult would ever be treated like this. And Planned Parenthood would never be laser focused on like the NRA is right now. It will never happen. And as a person who's researched both, it's hard for me to fathom how a group that says fucked up shit, sure, they, they incite some flames, but kills nobody. And a group that kills a million babies a year is loved in this country by organizations, companies, and our media. It's just disgusting. So, to the Olympics, I wanted to cover the closing last night. I played that one song from that group, the 13-year-old guitar hero, the CL lady, and EXO thought South Korea did a great opening and closing ceremony. Seems like the games were kept at a decent pace. But overall, uh, they are down 15%. People just didn't watch. Our team got their asses kicked to them. I mean, just kicked to them. It became one of those fucking, I don't know what the rock is in the curling event, but that's what our ass was. And I think it says a lot about these millennials that we're supposed to be bowing down to. I don't see us in, in the, in the world going forward being that great country in a lot of areas. Cause the same Tide Pod eating constitutionalists hate this country thanks to the Democrats. So to be an Olympic athlete, you really have to want to be the best in the world, sure, but you also have to represent your country. And when they've been told since the Obama era start that America is a shit fucking hole, yeah, I don't, I don't see them going out there and sacrificing that much for an Olympic event because it's all sacrifice. I mean, I may dog Lindsey Vaughn and the two gay dudes, but you know, that's because of their politics. But I still respect the fact that they went out with very little sponsorship and had to fucking train a lifetime to go do these Olympics. You're not going to find that unless you find Mac Beck Beggs. He was the Texas transgender dude chick. She's a chick, but she says she's a dude. And she just completed another undefended season um, taking testosterone, um, which they say she can't take steroids. But she's not, has not chopped the twig, but she's gotten her breast removed. And the pictures that you see of this, I only bring it up, not to transgender bash, which I like to do on the show, but um, is that what we want? This transgender thing has never been thought out. But do you want dudes doing girl sports as dudes? 
because they believe they're a girl. And is it fair for a girl who's doing medical procedures to become a boy to go out and wrestle girls? There were numerous girls in this article that were literally interviewed, and they said his strength was insane. It wasn't even fair. And the most amazing thing in every match until he roid-raged, or she roid-raged, or whatever the hell we're calling it, she almost got beat. And no college is touching her. Because for her to wrestle, she has to be a boy. And they know when they get up there with men, he's going to get his ass kicked. But due to Texas being a red state, even though the left, which is purple, um, biology still reigns. If your birth certificate says this, that's what the fuck you do in sports. But as the article ends, and I didn't want to read the whole thing, um, what do we do for the next big? What are we going to do for scholastic sports? I mean, in your quest to get the gay bathroom and tell everybody they're fucking obe, there's more, there's a lot of details that haven't been worked out on this. So I thought it was a positive that the majority of the crowd booed this thing because it's not fair. And I, I'm here to tell you, I think that's why the cis-normative fight's going on over there in that LGBT mafia. Because as women start to come to grips with the concept that men who believe they're women and go through the procedure will still be men, that'll affect sports, jobs, everything. So when some alpha, alpha male with a goatee starts skull-dragging you, in a sport, whoa, sexism again, huh? Yeah, it's coming. Wanted to play a lighter fare. This is the feminist national anthem. I thought it was hilarious. It's going to offend people. So if you're one of those left-leaning people, don't listen to this. But um, here you go. Racism, white people should be quiet. You're fucking white When we're talking about sexism, men should be quiet. It's part of Yeah. 
wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Please feel free to share this with your family and friends. Send emails to F-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. FOPpodcast gmail.com. You can get this show on SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, iTunes, Blueberry, and Stitcher. Make sure to check out the Flyover Politic webpage at F-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. FOPpodcast dot com. It's a theme. To see links to feeds for the show, our Facebook page, and email us, there you'll see a link to every episode on the episode release page and my blog on the blog page. Our next podcast is going to be the 4th of March, Year of Our Lord 2018. As we go out, I'll do my usual send-off. Disconnect from your shit. Give undivided attention to your family and friends, and especially your kids. It's a short ride. you got to make every day count. But I want to give the last word to Dana Loesch. So as I close out, you'll hear Dana and then our closing bumper. But I think she deserves the last word. Because in the zeal to pull guns, the lynch mob witch trial bullshit, where she was called a murderer, a horrible mother, and they said burn her, it is not ended on CNN. She's still being mercilessly attacked, as I showed you in the hate tweets. And I am sure the next podcast, I'll do all hate tweets just to Dana Loesch. You have victimized, or demonized, excuse me, and victimized a woman for being a representative for an organization. And most Americans look at that as, wow, there's a lot of women who went out with pussy hats and said horrible shit who support an organization that kills babies. And they don't get this treatment. So I think she deserves the last word. Since she doesn't get a lot of words in, she just gets hate and discontent. So until Sunday, thanks for listening, my friends, and take care. First off, I think that I want to remind everybody that when students go back to school that next week in Parkland, the Broward County Sheriff's Office, who I think we need to have a conversation about as well, because this all stems from their dereliction of duty. And I know they say now it's 23 times that they had calls in, in, in addition to two FBI tips and numerous reports from classmates. It is. And under Florida law, they actually had the authority to go and arrest that individual before anything could be done. And I wish that as much attention were given to the Broward County Sheriff and their abdication of duty as trying to blame five million innocent um, um, law-abiding gun owners all across the country. Thanks for listening to this episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Make sure to check out our webpage at F-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.
www.ltt.com. Until next time, remember it's a short ride. Make every day count. <laughs>